Welcome to the Black Minds Matter Podcast. I'm Rev, chilling with my boy Matt, and this is a now production. Before we get started, we want to do our Black Business Highlight. This is a portion of the show where we spotlight a Black business in order to keep and promote dollars in our community. This week, we're highlighting Donation Mask, where you can get your custom face mask that will protect you from the coronavirus, and you can do it in a stylish way. If you want more information, you could visit donationmask.com or look in the description of this chapter. There'll be a link, even a promotion code in there. You can go in and check them out. Now that we got all that out the way, my man, Mac, we hitting a new year. What is on your mind, my brother? Um, I guess we'll start with this. Seeing that we just came through all these holidays, we had Thanksgiving, we had Christmas, I had an anniversary in there, and, you know, New Year's. That one just passed, and I know some of y'all still recovering. And from that, let's talk about alcohol. Now, <clears throat> that drink. Yeah, that drink, man. Let's, let's, let's see. I started, um, started off on a lot of that yak. You know, I mean, there was some whiskey in there, but, you know, that's just what I saw my parents drinking. And Dad drank some old nasty Clam McGregor. Uh, that stuff was rough on your system. But, you know, as you know, I kind of started early. Uh, you know, I apologize, but, yeah, it was back in you know, high school age where I really got getting into it. And, uh, you know, I feel like for me, now that I'm older, I mean, it, that kind of formed a foundation of preparing me to, you know, indulge in a little bit of uh, libation, some beverages here and there. Now, I've learned how to control that. I've learned how to not overindulge. I've learned what my limit is, and not everybody's figured that out. And I know there's going to be a lot of people who's going to talk about how alcohol is horrible for your body, how you're slowly pickling yourself from the inside out, how it's just tearing up your liver and all your other organs, in which maybe that's true. But I feel like that's for those who totally overindulge and have too much. You know, everything has a limit, you know everything in moderation. You should be all right. So for me, I still enjoy my, uh, I got away from that yak, put that out there. I still enjoy some whiskeys and, you know, might have a mixed drink every now and then. I stay away from brewery stuff. That's just not my thing. Nothing against those who do. Um, I've even gotten more into wine. I'm almost a, you know, a wine connoisseur. This glass is about empty, so don't, don't worry about that. But um, yeah, man, I, I feel like alcohol for me is not really an issue. It's not a big deal. I definitely don't want my children drinking it right now, but maybe that also helps. I mean, I feel like in my actions and things I've done and the discussions I have with them helps them to understand what this really is so they can really control it when it becomes time for them. You know, 21 is a weird age to just suddenly start indulging in something like alcohol, especially since you hadn't been dealing with it before. Let's think back to what we were when we were 21. I mean, 21 is a crazy time of your life where suddenly now you're bringing alcohol into this situation where you got all these hormones going on, all these ideas, all these new freedoms, and it becomes a problem. So for you, man, speaking of problems, how do you feel about alcohol? Well, I am different than you. Like, this is something we don't agree on. We've been friends for 30 years, and we've been not going back and forth, but we haven't seen eye to eye on this since you started drinking in high school. Right. Yeah. And so I've never, and people are going to be shocked. I've never drank alcohol. 
Well, I've never knowingly drank alcohol, and I'm going to tell the story. When I was about three or four, maybe a little older, I might have been a little older than three or four, my mom told me, well, she tells me now of a story of when I was that young. And my mom used to drink, she doesn't drink anymore, but she used to drink Johnny Walker Red. And she had a big plastic cup of Johnny Walker Red, and she was playing cards with some of her friends. They just hanging out, having a good time, playing spades. You know how we do in the black community. If you don't know how to play spades, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with you. Anyway. So we, they were playing cards and she took her drink and she set it on the ground. Now I must've been young enough to not know what it was, but old enough to be able to go and pick it up on my own. So apparently I went, grabbed the drink with both hands and just turned the cup up and start drinking the Johnny Walker Red and Coke. Now, my, as my mom and dad tell it, I didn't get in trouble. They didn't beat me because I, I, I'm just drinking what my mom drank. I wasn't being bad. It's just my mom drank that. I can drink that. Apparently, I slept for the next 14 to 16 hours straight. Knocked out. Gone. Right? <laughs> the best sleep I had in my life. They ain't worried about me fussing or anything. Just but that's out. My, yeah, that's my, that's my drinking story. But in my, my life, I'm 39 years old, and I've never purposefully drank alcohol. I've never had a spike drink. I've been to parties. I've been, to, I've been out to bars. I've been everywhere anybody else has been. And I just say no. It's sort of weird, but you know me. Peer pressure doesn't work on me. It's it's the weirdest thing. Everybody around me could be doing something, and I'm just Rev is just good with staying in his own lane. But I find people asking me why. Why don't I drink? And I've really had to sit back and look at that. And I just don't like how people I've known have gotten on that bottle and that bottle controller. It's called wine and spirits, to in my opinion, for a reason. Like it's almost a spirit in that bottle. I've seen it cause divorce, abuse in the house, people losing their jobs, death, going to jail over this bottle. I can't see it, man. I can't, I can't do that. So for me, I'm not an alcohol connoisseur. I will never drink it. I'm not going to tell people not to do it, but I will warn people and say, I don't think that's a good decision. But the way this country is set up, alcohol during COVID was considered essential. So when all the businesses first shut down, I didn't understand, but my neighbor, he's an alcohol rep and he sells alcohol to mom and pop shops. And I was outside one day, just messing around in the morning. And I saw him, I was like, man, where are you going? He's like, man, I'm going to work. I was like, what you mean you're going to work? You sell alcohol. He's like, man, it don't stop. And I'm like, what? And it got me thinking about like prohibition and how they stopped alcohol and all the mobs that came out and all the crime that came out. People are going to drink their alcohol. And I wonder, man, this is a legalized drug. Alcohol has gotten just as many people into trouble as other drugs. From what I understand, and audience correct me, write into us correct, but I think there have been more alcohol-related deaths in the last few years than there have been hard drug-related deaths in the United States of America. So I just think it's a bad decision. It's broken up some homes. I don't necessarily want to tell people they, they, that like drinking is wrong. I definitely don't think it's a sin or anything like that. Everything in moderation, like you said. But I don't think it's necessarily the wisest decision. You talk about responsibility, you may be responsible, but I don't necessarily trust the masses. Yeah, I can see how you wouldn't trust the masses. Uh, overall, I don't normally trust people with a lot of things. But yeah, with alcohol, you know, people just like to overindulge. They like to, I mean, come on, America is all about excess. So it became a, a real fabric of this country. You got to think back to prohibition when it finally ended. People thought it was a right. It was a responsibility to enjoy this alcohol. And now you got this coming of age moment once you hit 21 where people really get to indulging in this thing. 
Now, I don't feel like you should overdo it. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to have a line. You got to have a limit. You got to know your limit, which is something also you need to learn yourself, which a lot of people haven't been doing. I mean, go ahead and check your BMI. Learn what your body weight is and how much alcohol is supposed to go into your system, how fastly your system can work it out. But you got to figure that out for yourself. That's not the, this is not the place for that. Um, but for me, again, yes, I might be a little bit different. I might have, uh, I'm not going to say more control than others, but, you know, I, I, I grew a little differently than most people. So I know not to overdo it now. But that don't mean that I, I wouldn't like that before. I got to take that back to uh, my college age. You know, me and my buddies, we used to, look, man, we used to drink as a social thing. And I feel like that's really what alcohol is. It's more of a social connector. It's what people go and do just to bring everybody together. So you might go and have a few beers with your buddies. Or as we did, we have a shot drinking times where it's like, hey, man, we're going to drink this Smirnoff. Or as my boy from Jersey, Smirn Easy. And he would say, yeah, we're going to take a couple shots of this. But I came up with it, man. If you take that shot, don't you frown. You better toughen up. You better <laughs> smile. Smile once you take that shot down. Hey, put some hair on your chest, huh? Yeah, put some hair on your chest. You usually get cheese with that joint. You take a shot and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, my cheese mode, bravado type of thing, whatever. That's just what we did as kids, if you want to call a 21-year-old a kid. But they didn't know it. I, I could drink them on the table back then. I've been doing this for a while. But that doesn't make it right. Um, but, yeah, for us, it was a social thing. It was a, a way to relax, to open up the party, to be an icebreaker, et cetera, et cetera, just to get people going. Um, I don't totally agree with that now. You shouldn't have or you shouldn't need something like that to open up your personality, your real character, but that is what it's used for. And, yeah, it, it can be seen as a drug because especially look at how it tears up your body. But, again, if you pay attention to the kids in Paris and France or whatever – They've been doing this since they were 12, 14 years old, somewhere Mm -hmm. in that area. I don't know it exactly. But those kids learn that responsibility early because they're learning it with their parents. Now, that's Mm -hmm. not something to do here in America. You don't have that time where you're learning with your mom and dad, hey, you shouldn't have this much. Hey, be careful. Uh, Drink these reds. Don't drink that white with that dark. It's going to tear you up, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't feel like we're getting that instruction younger in order to be prepared for it when we get older. Because again, like I said, 21, suddenly you're given all this responsibility and all, I'm sorry, all this freedom, not responsibility, given all this freedom. And then you're given this, uh, this drink. Yeah, it's going to be trouble, man. You know how kids are. You remember how we were when we were 21. So yeah. So what do you think about that one? Man. So I agree. So in a, in a way it's weird. So I agree with you that it should be brought. If we're going to drink, if in fact we're going to be a drinking nation, maybe it should be brought in a little earlier. Like you said, because it could be taught. So right now, what are kids doing? They're sneaking off and drinking it. Now there's no responsibility behind it. Um, we could join the military, sign up to go shoot and kill people at 18, but we can't drink to 21. That doesn't make any sense. But kids are still drinking earlier. I'm reminded of the story... And, and I know you ain't going to get mad at me, but I'm telling you about a time me and you butted heads over alcohol. We were 16, 17 years old. We were in high school, Champagne Central High School, big old C. What up? You know, we always going to represent. Anyway, so we were in high school and we were, it was a Friday or Saturday, something like that. And everybody was going to the movies. And I was riding with you. 
uh, I don't know if you had the cat's van, like the big cat daddy van or whatever it was, or if you had the big body blue car, I remember, can't remember what it was, but we rode to the movies together and everybody was there and you were drinking with, with the crew and I was the only one not. And I remember getting mad at you because I know that you knew I didn't like that. And you drove me to the movie and I thought it was being irresponsible and disrespectful for my friend to drink and he knew I didn't want to. Now, the beautiful thing about me and you, bro, we're going to talk it out. It ain't going to be no problems. Ain't gonna, we ain't going to fight. We're going to talk it out because we respect one another. But fr- like you were irresponsible doing that at a young age. I think you can admit that, right? At 16 years old, you probably shouldn't have been doing that. But you did start early or whatever. So I think alcohol is... I think it is dangerous, man. I'm just being completely honest. And I know I'm going to lose a lot of people when I say this, but if you look at statistics, I was listening to a book by Malcolm Gladwell. And I know it sounds weird when I say listening to a book. It, it was a book called Talking to Strangers. And he put it out of a podcast. It was a book as a podcast. And he was talking about how women, especially now, especially in their early ages in college, they try to drink with the men and you were talking about BMI and that's not working. And they have these things called pregame where the women go out and the girl students go out and drink and get hammered before they even get to the party. What ends up happening at the party, the guy ends up doing something or other sexual assault. Like I, I know it's a large leap, but that's what happens. I'll let you guys look it up. And I don't want that for my niece. I don't want that for my sister. I don't want that for anybody. And I've been in dating situations, to be honest, where I've had girlfriends who drink and they end up in bad situations. I'm not just necessarily talking about infidelity, though that has happened as well. I'm also talking about just not making good decisions, getting inebriated. I don't like mind altering things. I want to be sound in my mind. I want to be closed in my mind because I always, always want to be responsible. You may be a responsible adult, full grown man with three kids, you and your wife sitting at home, having your wine, enjoying yourself. But we know the average person isn't doing that. Most people are going out drinking and they cannot, I can't say most, but a lot of people are going out drinking and they cannot have a good time unless they have a drink while they're out. That's the part, like right there. We can't just kick it. We can't go out and have a night out and you not drink. Or if you don't drink, you don't have as good of a time. I've had many lonely Friday and Saturday night as a single man all the way when I was back in college because I would not partake in the alcohol and people didn't want to go out with me. Now, the funny thing is I wasn't telling people they shouldn't do it, but it was almost a reverse judgment. They were passing judgment on me because I didn't drink. So it's just weird, man. I've had a weird, odd experience. Um, I know you see it differently, but that's okay. This is the Black Minds, Black Minds Matter podcast and we're not always going to see things the same. That's right. Well, and, and with that, man, uh, I, I agree with some of your things you're saying, but I feel like it's the responsibility to each person. You know, you can't overindulge because I feel like that's what you're really hitting on. And the overindulging is bad. So alcohol, my feeling, isn't bad. It's the behavior of overdrinking that's bad. And I feel like people need to get a control of that because, yeah, I've seen it tear up families. I remember as a kid where I don't know the exact story, but I know my grandparents on my dad's side, you know, they both got into it. Matter of fact, mostly grandpa. That's just, <laughs> that's just the smell of him. And I just automatically think alcohol. Anyway, there was a time where he came over to our house for some reason. And I can't remember what was happening. I was, I was real young. 
but I know a hammer was brought out. And somehow dad went to go break up the situation. And he, his pinky ain't been the same since. I don't know if it got hit or smashed or a something. A hammer? A hammer, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy stories. But crazy things happen like that when alcohol gets involved to the point where people can't control themselves. So you cannot overdo it. You got to know your limits and know how to deal with it. But that comes with maturity. It comes with age. And yeah, not everybody's mature enough to deal with alcohol. But with that maturity comes, I mean, for them to have that maturity, you got to have that wisdom, which is imparted by their parents earlier on. So I, 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 for me, you just got to teach one and reach one so they can learn and do it better. But that's, that's all in due time. And that's for each individual to figure out for themselves. Let me get one more thing off before, before we close, because I know we got a minute. Yeah. Again, I don't want people thinking that, that Rev is some stick in the mud. Like, I get it. I still go out. I still hang out. And I am talking about that overindulgent. I just think it's really easy to slip into that overindulgent state. That's what it is. And I, and, and I think people think and feel that they can control, oh, I got this. I got this under control. Man, just be careful, y'all. We going into 2021. Be careful. Like, I'm not asking you to have some crazy New Year's resolution about not drinking everything. Just be careful with your drink. Just be careful. Understand that you, when you drink, that, that's cool. But if you overindulge, you could be putting yourself or others in danger. I'm going to leave it alone and let Matt go ahead and close it out. Yeah, well, with that, man, I'm going to hit it one last time, people. Overindulging in anything is bad, whether it's sex, alcohol, weed, whatever you're doing, opioids. All that can be bad if you overdo it. So know your limits, know how to control yourself, and protect those around you, man. Don't let somebody else do it. What's that line? Friends don't let friends drive drunk, all that. Yeah, well, friends don't let friends get drunk. You know, keep it in line. So with that, we're going to close this one, uh, people. What's up, everybody? This is Rev, and you just listened to another chapter of the Black Minds Matter podcast. If you like what we're doing over here, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Also, we would like to connect with you. If you have questions about today's episode or topics you would like to hear Mac and I discuss, please reach out to us via email at thenile.est1981 at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at thenile.est1981. Holler at y'all later. Peace.